This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we are talking about questions that have been submitted about Village Church. What are two or three books that have helped you form your theology? And I'm guessing they're talking about both in your previous experiences and currently. Yeah, you and me come from different A generations and yeah. B different um, subsets of evangelicalism. Right. So I grew up, you know, Reformed Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. You grew up Baptist dispensational, Baptist. Yeah. Yes. basically. Yeah. Um, I grew up a thoroughly Calvinistic background with Catholic tinges. You grew up dispensational with, Arminian. No, no, no. I'm not no. saying you are no, no, now. No, I'm just saying what no. did you grew up with? It was Calvinism. It was, but, a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Calvinist. Cal or? Yeah. yeah it depends. Yeah, okay. depends. Like the diapers or like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them were old enough to wear those things. Oh, my. I do think it's interesting when we answer these questions, we're going to be speaking or, or giving our answers based on where we were at at the time. Yeah. When we were called into ministry, when we went to school and and where we're at today. And we've we've come from different backgrounds, but we've kind of have morphed into something that's more alike than more different yeah. from our theological standpoint. Yeah, so funny, like uh, just in distinction to you, okay? Yeah. Um, 19, gosh, 99? Yeah, 99. Um, my college pastor brought me to Chicago. Okay. I was I was at Michigan State University and we went to the Philadelphia Conference on Reformation Theology at Covenant <laughs> Church, downtown Chicago. Uh-huh. Great church and awesome conference, but the whole conference was basically on the evils of dispensationalism. Oh, uh, yeah. So I would have never gone to that. No, you would not. Yeah. Have. It would be fun today. It, oh, it, well, I mean, the conference was, it was just the heavy hitters. It was, uh-huh. uh, it was intense. And I just soaked up that, I mean, I wrote, sure. I have so many notes in that conference. But, um, but really what that does is it tells you this Reformed Presbyterian conservative sure. high church is what I kind of grew up in. Uh-huh. And, um, and so guys like R.C. Sproul, who would yeah. come to my church and, um, like really influenced my doctrinal categories. Sure. And then that was tempered with, uh, in the nineties, um, John Piper, He's been on the scene since really the 80s, yes. but like really his tape ministry from Desiring God, mm-hmm. and I mean tapes, yep. um, blew up in the mid-90s. Right. And um, so by the late 90s, I was ordering um, John Piper Desiring God cassette yeah. tapes, having them delivered uh, to my dorm room and in my house. Wow, okay. That's what I got for Christmas was uh-huh. just his tapes. We had to get them actually from catalogs and write it out. <laughs> it was really funny, actually. Yeah. He was so systematized and organized, and uh, he actually had... Uh, biblical answers for biblical questions that were rooted in, in the text. And I think between John Piper and Moody Bible Institute, okay. who every guy you meet from Moody who's in ministry, for the most part, I mean, I'm, all the guys I know are just so rooted in the text. Right. You know, it's uh-huh. a it's such a unique pastoral culture that comes sure. out of there. What is the text to say? And that's where you and I are, are alike. The yeah. school that I went to was the same thing. What does the text say? Yep. You know, the authority of scripture surpasses everything else. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so I, I picked up Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology as a freshman in college, read that thing cover to cover. Now, here's the crazy thing. You know, when I was in Bible college, Grudem had never even written this book. Totally. And yet this thing is like, what, four inches thick? It's uh, over a thousand pages. Yeah. And I have grown to love that. I have grown to use that as a major resource. But that was not that was not even in print when yep. I was in Bible college. Yeah, I've seen two guys come to Christ doing a, a yes. study of systematic theology, yeah, yeah. which is just awesome. Which is fantastic. So in terms of my formation, um, 
everybody comes to Christ Arminian and then they read the Bible and they get a little bit like, uh, and they push it away. And then they get a strong preacher who says, do not turn away from the hard, like texts of scripture, face them and let it Mm -hmm. say what it says. And that's what Piper and Sproul did for me. And I grew up Presbyterian, but then landed up reformed in my, we call it soteriology, your view of salvation and your view of, um, of sinfulness and mankind and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, Moody, I would say, um, tempered me from full-on Presbyterian Reformed like theology. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not an infant Baptist. Uh, okay. uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate it. I don't just. I don't like have this strong aversion to it. You know. We don't. Practice we don't practice it as a church. Another one would be if you're often Reformed um, Presbyterian, you're going to be amillennial um, or postmillennial. Typically, amillennial would be the default. Sure. I'm still premillennial, but I'm not dispensational premillennial. And again, if you don't know what those words are, don't even worry about it. And if you do, then that's that's just a little you know bone for you. So, the question did go on and say, "What's helped you with your Christian walk?" I'm just going to give one simple response: podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. That's kind of what feeds my soul, whether it's other preachers or ideas or leadership podcasts or. Um, just anything. Story. I mean, just my soul is is edified by podcasts. So for me, being a generation ahead of you, books on theology were Charles Hodge, which is a classic. You're not like 140. No, I'm not. You know, but that's the kind of books that we use <laughs> yeah. in Bible college. J.I. Packer. Um, I'm pretty sure the book that we used in, sem- in, in Bible college and in seminary was Burkhoff. Yeah. Great book. I've grown to love Grudem yep. and probably go to him. But, you know, when I think about in my generation, what what were the things that really influenced my walk with Christ? I grew up in a uh, school that was very legalistic. Mm. And to hear Chuck Swindoll yeah. preach. Grace, you know, Grace. And, and MacArthur, who was— Grace to you. Grace to you. <laughs> you know, to hear the text being taught and being given uh, the message with such a flavor of grace, mm. a, a, a flavor of non-judgmentalism, but uh, the text says this, this is how it applies, and, and to be so practical in the teaching. That really formed me in my early theology and my early ministry is to see that, look, you don't have to be so rigid. You don't mm. have to be so legalistic. Mm. You know, does God really care whether my wife wears pants or, or whether she wears a dress. Yep. You know, does God really care whether my hair is a certain length or whether I have facial hair? Yep. You know, does God really care about those things? Are those really significant? Or are they other issues of the heart that are more important? People forget, like, you and I are 20 years apart in terms, but 20 years, a lot happened to evangelicalism, yeah. and, and the questions you had to answer were different than the questions I had to answer. Right. And now, 20 years later, to those kids developing their theology now, they're answering a very different set of questions. When I came to faith in Christ, Christian music was just beginning. Mm. There were only one or two artists that were of any caliber. Steve Green. Steve Green. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grew yeah. up on Steve Green. Yeah. You know, and, Salty. And, and just he, kidding. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But where we're at today, Christian music, it, it's as good as any kind of music out there. But that wasn't the case when I was growing up. Yeah, it is uh, crazy the questions every generation has to answer. And hopefully, whatever questions you had to answer, um, 
how many years ago, you know, 35 years ago 35 when you were plus. when you were doing seminary, um, you you didn't only have to answer those questions. You had to answer the questions I was asking. And yeah. now you don't have to stop just asking those questions. Now you also have to ask the question that the new generation of, sure. of pastors and theologians are wrestling with. And this is the this is the idea. We never stop answering the questions. And we never stop asking the questions and seeking seeking input of yep. you know from godly uh, men, uh, godly podcast. Um, we constantly have to read. Yep. There is a never-ending journey in this thing called ministry. Yep. So the question is about forming theology. And uh, just very quickly at the end, you need to form your view of the Bible, your yes. view of the gospel, and uh, your view of God. Those are some foundational things. And uh, your view of the of the Bible would very simply be, do you take it um, literarily? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you see its application to be progressive? There's some things in there. Mm-hmm. Your view of the gospel it needs to be crystal crystal sure. clear what is required for salvation. And your view of God, I, I believe one of the best things that somebody can study, hands down, to form your view of God is the Calvinism-Arminianism argument. Yes. It has been an argument the church has been battling with for 2,000 years. There's so much history on it. And I do believe it's a lot easier to answer than some people sure. would say. But those are three categories mm-hmm. in terms of formation. And everything we talked about really formed us in terms of how we view the Bible, how we view the gospel, and how we view God. Yes. Every generation is trying to answer and address those in a way that's culturally relevant. Now, on Friday... Got a great question. Yeah. How do we do this podcast? That's the question. I've actually been asked this multiple times. Dan, our producer, really wanted us to answer this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come back Friday. We'll, we'll get deeper into how we do this. Yeah.